0: I'm finding that I'm feeling the most inspired by people that aren't trying to do things right and aren't trying to do things perfectly, but are committed to maybe even intentionally doing the opposite, like intentionally making less money so they are less impressive and so there's less pressure to perform and maybe even doing all the things wrong. So, that you can feel like you're casting away whatever internal judgment you have about what right and wrong is. This is what is like getting me lately. I'm like, how can I have the most like ugly looking (laughs) Instagram grid? And how can I show up not looking put together? And How can I show up not even knowing what I'm going to say next, but it's still landing in a way that is meaningful? This is what's lighting me up. And I have this hypothesis that everyone else wants that too. I have this hypothesis that people are tired, are tired of trying to look perfect and do things right. I, I do think that's so true because I know that's really true for me. And I find that the less and less I try to do things right, the more successful I am. It's that paradox. Because I find the ways that I used to strive so much to reach societal standards of success were all the ways in which I was abandoning myself myself. And now the ways that I don't reach standard definitions of success, I see those as the ways that I am choosing me over what would look good to other people. And I've talked about this before, but when we start learning about people-pleasing, and maybe you even learn about how people-pleasing is a part of the social nervous system and is a survival response, To feel like you belong and can survive. That there's a very instinctual and survival-focused instinct behind people-pleasing. But the thing is, is there's tons of content around bringing awareness to people-pleasing. But the real medicine for people-pleasing is... Being yourself out loud. Being yourself in all spaces. It's speaking what feels true and honest to you and expanding your nervous system's capacity over time to feel safe being honest and telling the truth. And that takes time. That takes time. And it probably, it might take some tears. I have been on this journey with myself of being able to speak my truth without crying. And I've been in many women's circles and things like that, where if you're in those circles, someone's sharing from the heart and they're like, oh, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry, but it's going to happen. And then they start crying. And then whoever's facilitating the circle is like, oh, it's okay. You can cry like it's all welcome here. But they're, they're missing, the facilitator in that moment is missing the desire of the person that doesn't want to cry. While I think crying is beautiful and I really love crying. I think it can be such a release. It also can show a lack of congruence and safety of being yourself. So for me personally, I would start to cry out of nowhere, not even knowing why, whenever I would share my voice in a, like a group setting of women that I wasn't leading. If I was leading it, I'd be fine. But if I was just sharing as a participant, my nervous system would kick into overdrive. And I even started like working with a coach on this, like, hey, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And I thought maybe with a coach I could figure it out, work on it. I saw it as a problem that needed to be fixed. But the coach wasn't able to help me fix it. It still kept happening. And I was like, why, is, why do I still have this problem? Why is it whenever I share in a group, my tears just come up? And what I learned over time is it was that my nervous system didn't feel safe telling the truth and being honest in a group. It didn't feel safe being heard in a group. And so my heart would pound and I'd get really hot and I'd even shake and I'd be in this like sympathetic nervous system like fight response and flight response and like it was like a whole tornado at the same time. And so... What I didn't need was a space to cry. What I needed was a space to practice sharing my truth. And that the more that I did that, the more I showed up and spoke my truth, then my tears started going away. It was like one of the most magical things that has ever happened to me. And sometimes they start to rise up, but there's like this inner knowing resolution within myself where we're like we're telling the truth now we're being real now we're being honest now she's listening to us now she's on her path now we don't need to speak for her when i started speaking for myself my tears didn't need to speak for me anymore that took repetition it took really understanding myself, experimenting, seeing what made a difference and what didn't. And so when in sharing in those spaces when people say I don't want to cry, I believe them. I believe you don't want to cry. And telling people, "Oh, it's okay to cry." I don't think no one wants to hear that. If you say, "I don't want to cry," and then someone tells you, "You don't, it's okay, you can cry." I want to hear more about what is that intelligence that you have around not crying why don't you want to cry like just saying oh you can cry it's fine brushes past the message and the knowingness under why don't you want to because maybe that's where the strength lies maybe there's strength in this resolution but i don't need to cry And how can we turn up the volume on that? How can we connect with that part of you that doesn't want to cry? Because I like to trust people with what they say. If they don't want to cry, they don't want to cry. Now, how did I even get here? I'm trying to remember. I went on a whole crying rant. Because I'm all about crying. I'm, like, crying liberation. Like, let's liberate the tears. So if people want to cry, they can cry. But if they don't want to cry, they don't have to cry. <laughs> but I think we live in a culture that has, like, tried to, like, stuff down the tears so much that, like, we in, like, women's circles and spaces like that, we try to, like, open it up that, like, cry as much as you want. But, um, yeah. This is part of my Liberate the Tears movement. I literally have thought, I'm like, I should be a, a cry coach. <laughs> I'm like, I know all about crying. <laughs> uh, be cool to, like, dig more into the science of crying. I was really not expecting this podcast to become about crying, but I'm flown with it. I don't even remember where I started, to be honest. I'll have to listen back to it. I think it was about being weird, which I guess is, like, on brand in this moment. yeah I think that's what it was it was about being weird and not being perfect and forgetting where you are when you're talking and having that be good enough you don't need to be so pre-planned and formulated and yes that is I think what more people are desiring is to not have to contort themselves into a way of being because especially in starting your own business I believe that especially in heart-centered, soul-led businesses that women are starting these businesses because they want to be able to be themselves in all areas of life. They're sick of coat switching to go into corporate America and acting like they care about these things that they don't. And so when you're building a business if you're not going to really stay true to the whole you and you're just trying to be perfect in this other way, then you're not really doing what you wanted to do, which was just show up as yourself and make money doing it, which I totally believe is so possible for me and for everyone that fully commits and puts two feet in on their mission.